0: My name is Bond. James Bond. He's looking at you, kid. The force will be with you. Always, 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 always. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're going to need a bigger boat. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Rose, Where so we're going, we don't need. Hello everybody, and welcome wait, wait, wait. to the Backlot. Why did you get the host? Oh my god. Hello everybody, welcome to the Backlot Review, an official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. I'm your host Steven Suria, and I'm joined by my co-host John Keg. Hello, John. It's not fair. I don't know. This isn't fair. Uh, it's written in the contract. You should have read it. You should have read the fine print, buddy. I'm getting a lawyer involved? Uh, that's fine. Matt Murdock is my lawyer. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Matt Murdock and the MCU, today's episode is a WandaVision episode. So originally, well, like I said on the WandaVision episodes one and two podcast, I, uh, I said we were going to do episodes like for e- a podcast episode for each WandaVision episode that comes out. But John and I just decided to do every two episodes since these are so short. The podcast episodes wouldn't be too long. Yet they're too long to have as a segment on an episode where we review a film. So we figured every two episodes would probably work better at least until episodes seven, eight, and nine come out, which apparently are each an hour long. So, yeah, so episodes we're gonna do a podcast episode for five and six, and then seven, eight, and nine. Hopefully, if they're an hour long, like, the rumors... I mean, if 5 and 6, like, if 5 is, like,
1: some (laughs) insane-ass shit that we need to record right away, then I'm down. But for now, yeah, I think that's a a good plan.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So, like I said, WandaVision episodes 3 and 4, pretty interesting episodes, to say the least. Definitely get the ball rolling. Yes. I know some people uh, that I follow on Twitter weren't too happy with how... I guess slow episodes one and two are because they definitely do take their time to sort of set up the plot, so to speak. So I know a lot of people were kind of put off by how slow and sitcommy it was. I, I I know that's not the case for us. I know both of us, you know, absolutely loved episodes one and two. I still think two is probably the strongest episode out of the four so far. It's close, but I still I think two is the strongest. Three, but
1: two is probably my second
0: three is really good. It's really close between two and three, honestly. Yeah. But, I've, um, had, I've
1: had friends actually that are telling me that, you know, WandaVision really isn't their cup of tea. Um, but they had listened to our podcast or listened to like segments of it. And, you know, they're more excited about it now because of the points that we brought up and, you know, our theories that some, you know, some of them look like they're actually coming to fruition. um, so that's good to hear, you know, that people are actually listening and, and, and finding this show more interesting after, you know, us talking about it.
0: Well, things are definitely starting to unravel. The general plot looks like it's starting to become a little more clear, although it's there's still a lot of questions surrounding uh, exactly what is going on with Wanda and the town of Westview. So there's still definitely a lot to be answered. A lot of things are left unclear intentionally. I'm assuming, intentionally, at least. But episode four was... I, I'm sort of mixed on episode four. At Well, I was at first. We'll, we'll get to that when, when we when we start talking about that episode. But episode four, I think, really brought a lot of the larger MCU fan base. Like the more, I guess, sort of casual friends, maybe the older demographic. I think it really sort of got them into it because it does feel more like a marvel movie than episodes one two and three do or like a typical marvel movie you know it's set in the present day we have mentions of the avengers um some people may have recognized a lot of old faces i'm not going to say who yet but i'm sure if you've seen episode four you probably know who i'm talking about so it definitely seemed to have sort of pulled in maybe some viewers who weren't fully bought in by this premise yet which which i'm excited to see because i mean things are definitely definitely ramping up from here
1: yeah absolutely
0: so i let's start talking about wandavision episode three i guess so we'll try to keep it spoiler free at first like we did the last episode so, we'll kind of talk about it spoiler-free a little bit, give our thoughts, some maybe some broad theories about what's going on before we talk about more spoilers. Uh, and then we'll do the same for episode four. So, WandaVision episode three. Here, before,
1: which, you, before you begin, I want to bring up something. My initial you? like reaction to episode three, and I feel like you might agree, reminded me of a movie that I actually just recently watched for the first time. It didn't like didn't you get like Truman Show vibes?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And for those of you that haven't seen Truman Show, it's a movie with uh Jim Carrey that came out in the 90s or early 2000s. Um where he's pretty much like the main character of a TV show but he doesn't know it and everyone living around him and in his life are all actors and it's just like some crazy twisted story it's not like it's not anything like you know dark or something anything but you know it's a great concept and i don't know i feel like wandavision especially episode three is kind of like drawing inspiration from that
0: i could definitely see that actually a uh, great comparison I, I sort of thought about that a little bit especially when i noticed that some of the backgrounds were actually painted on i love that like painted yeah painted sets it looks like bob uh, ross really pulled notice... up and painted that shit yeah, right? Uh, which you really notice when Vision is talking to his neighbors. Uh, during that specific moment, I, I did think of, of Truman Show. But there definitely are some some similarities now that you mention it. So, Vision episode three, called Now in Color, which is a pretty uh, apt title. This is the first episode that we get that is not entirely in black and white. You know, at the end of episode two, obviously, everything, you know, Gains its color when Wanda, which yeah, obviously we're assuming Wanda does her magic. Everything regains its color, and we are now transported into the seventies. I don't remember what show this episode tries to emulate, though. Is it the Brady Bunch?
1: Um, no, wasn't the Brady Bunch more sitcommy, like in the sense of how they filmed it and stuff? Because I feel like they filmed this more of like a like I can't even explain it. Like more of like a drama where the, the, the camera zooms in more and you're you don't have like that I mean it was definitely set. still
0: sitcom y though.
1: It was, but I'm talking about like the way the camera was like like the cinematography. Cause the first two episodes were very sitcom y and I, I feel mean, like this guess, one but, kind but, of but, sways away a little bit.
0: I get. I think it's just reflects The time period of the 70s. Yeah, I mean, the way sitcoms in the 50s and 60s uh, were shot, they were shot in a very specific way. I know I mentioned in episode one where a lot of them have uh, three camera setups. So, for example, you have one camera focused on one subject, another camera focused on another, and the third camera maybe either focused on the set in general or maybe even a third subject to sort of kind of get a broad... Uh, like convey a, like a a, a broader uh, range of emotions or maybe like a like a broader picture uh, whereas whereas like in turn like the beginning of the 70s oh my god i really can't talk right now i feel like i have a potato in my mouth whereas in the <laughs> 70s it, we, we start moving towards what just remove the potato oh you're right <laughs> whereas um at the beginning of the '70s, we start getting a uh, single camera setup, so I think maybe that's why it looks a little more cinematic. But it definitely still has that '70s vibe. I mean, yeah. it still has the aspect ratio. Uh, I forget what exact aspect ratio it is. I love but, that they do that, by the way. Yeah, I really, it really love like, those changes. It,
1: that it's little things like that that actually like make you—I don't want to say—I feel like you're there, but like it really like immerses you into this like this time period. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree. Um, so we're definitely moving forward yeah. in time. Uh, one thing I want to you know, bring up... You can tell up, by the clothes they're wearing.
1: One thing I want to bring up real quick is, uh, you know, th- last episode, the last WandaVision episode, we brought I, or I brought up how someone pointed out, um, you know, the way that they speak and how certain words they really exaggerate and I was telling you how like actors back in that day were too were very used to plays and not used to acting on screen remember how I brought that up you kind of see them move away from that a little bit in this episode because I guess you know actors obviously in that time period start you know getting better they start advancing they're more used to to working around a camera I feel like that was definitely something in their minds like when they got you know around to this episode
0: yeah well you are definitely right about acting sort of changing during this time period because around this time I think it I believe it was the late 60s I believe where uh, Marlon Brando came into the scene and with a streetcar named Desire and he revolutionized the way actors looked at acting I mean he sort of created the whole idea of method acting and sort of bringing emotions or making the emotions of the character that you're portraying personal rather than just like you said, like sort of surface level, like as if it was a play, like a live show. So, I mean, you're definitely right. Yeah. Uh, It's just little
1: things like that. Like that, like I, I kind of just want to touch on that production of it because the, the production, I mean, we all know how Marvel is like, they always give, give their a game for the most part. Um, but, like, they have they really are paying attention to this tiniest details in this TV show. And they really don't have to. It's a Disney Plus show. You know, like, not everybody and their mom's going to watch it. Because I know a lot of people aren't interested in, in Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, So, like, they really don't have to do little things like that. But they do. And it makes it all that much better.
0: Yeah, you could definitely tell the production designers, producers, writers, directors, they definitely did their research they're passionate about this absolutely and 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 that's what what i really love about wandavision and really marvel as a whole so you could definitely tell i mean i know we bring this comparison up a lot on the show and and it's kind of like beating a dead horse but you just can't help but compare it to star wars or at least the newest sequel trilogy mandalorian is is more akin to how Kevin Feige and, and the MCU do uh, has been, you know, running the the show. But, I mean, just compared to the sequel trilogy, it really didn't feel too passionate besides, you know, what the actors were giving, which, in my opinion, was the best part of the sequel trilogy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there was no overarching, like, story or, you know, like Kevin Feige, the, the good thing about it is that, he has a general idea of where he wants this story and these stories to go and like what I love is like how he gives these directors and these uh, showrunners you know he gives them the most control that he can give them but he'll also give them like little hints like okay um, you know we're setting this up so you can't kill this character off or we're setting this up and we need you to bring this character into back to life or whatever and it's little things, but, you know, they, for the most part lately, he's been giving these, like, people complete control. And we're seeing these passionate writers and and directors, like, actually take on... Like, they take on these comic books, and it's like a comic book come to life. Like, it's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, another big shout-out to Elizabeth Olsen, because she is really knocking it out of the park i i I knew she was a good actress i
1: honestly only really i think that she's very passionate about this role because i've seen an interview with her like talking about like the house of M and stuff like that like dude she's done her homework
0: oh she loves scarlet witch she loves playing her and i you you love to see it i mean you really love when an actor you know really loves the character they're portraying because you could see it yeah there's certain actors that like
1: like hugo weaving comes to mind when he played red skull and um in uh, Captain America First Avenger. Like, he fucking hated playing that role.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I remember he hated, like, the prosthetics and the makeup behind it. But, I mean, I feel like it helps with the role at the same time, because he was so, like, mad all the time. Was, <laughs> so, maybe it was, was a good so thing. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> he was always so mad.
1: <laughs> so, maybe that actually helped.
0: Yeah, actually, you're right. You're right. I mean, I guess it just depends on the, on the character you're playing. Yeah. You know? But, honestly, like, but, just,
1: like, kudos to fucking Elizabeth Olsen, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean, the way she could she could just sort of switch from this slapstick, funny performance to outright scary uh, is really impressive. You know, I knew she was a good actress, but I didn't know... I, okay, I don't want to say I didn't know she was this good, but this is the first time in the MCU where she's really given the opportunity to flex her acting chops. Because, I mean, she was a minor... Oh, not a minor, but she was a secondary character in Age of Ultron. She was a minor character in civil war she was more like a secondary character in infinity war she doesn't she has like maybe what like two three lines in in game where she's fighting thanos i think she has one (laughs) yeah she just tells him like hey you killed my boyfriend and she almost kills him but this is really the first time where we get to see elizabeth olsen really flex her acting chops and and uh, it's exciting you know i think she's a legitimately great actress And I can sort of see this opening the door, hopefully, for a lot of future unique roles. Sort of like what Tom Holland is doing with his, you know, stardom. Sort of venturing out and taking on these more unique projects, like how Daniel Radcliffe and and Elijah Wood did to sort of distance themselves from their franchise. And sort of prove to themselves, hey, I'm not just a pretty face.
1: Even Adam Driver, yeah. I feel like you can kind of include that. Like, I feel like he, he enjoys but more Adam of But Adam Driver the, uh, has been
0: doing projects like that even before Star Wars.
1: Yeah, so even after, like, or during and after Star Wars, he was still doing his little indie projects because, like, that's more of his, like, you know... Like, that's more of his style of, of acting. Which, could, I mean, I like, if that's, if that's what you want, like, you know, good for you. You don't have to be in fucking Blockbuster after Blockbuster. Yeah,
0: agreed. Okay. So... Uh, back to WandaVision. I think this was a really good episode. I would say it's almost on par with the second episode, maybe slightly below it, just because I think episode two has. S- or uh, I don't want to say there's a better job of building tension, but I do think it has probably the best scene, sort of in creating this sort of sense of dread in with you know the scene with the radio and at the end with the beekeeper but really it's really close between this one and the second episode i mean a little bit more is explained to us in this or not explained to us but a little bit more is shown to us of what's really going on behind the scenes so that is really exciting
1: yeah absolutely um i want to ask you do you think... A lot of people on Twitter have been talking about this. Um, you know, Instagram, social media in general. Um, about maybe Elizabeth Olsen being nominated for an Emmy for her performance. for Especially in the third
0: episode. I know a lot of people sort of look at superhero performances negatively. In the sense that... Uh, they always get overlooked or diminished by, you know, film snobs for being you know, superhero films.
1: Yeah, you have to do something like over the top, like
0: different, to get like, the nod. Like, like uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. yeah. Who gives the performance w- one of the greatest, you know, performances in film history? Even Joaquin Phoenix. You know, that's almost that's almost an outlier. Yeah, but, Joker's
1: a different type of movie, but yeah, Joaquin Phoenix got the nod. I mean.
0: Yeah, Walking Phoenix is another one. Yeah, absolutely. But in the sense of like big blockbuster tentpole action films, or not even superhero films, just big blockbuster tentpole action films, it's really hard to get a nomination. And I believe the same applies for TV. I do think, however, based off of Elizabeth Olsen's performances in the first three episodes, if she can continue to portray the emotion and sort of diminishing mental state throughout the length of the series. I think she should and deserves to be in the best actress uh, consideration for the Emmy.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think what really sealed the deal for me on, you know, me wanting her to get nominated is, you know, the ending, the last 10 minutes, last five minutes of Episode three, because like how you said earlier, she like flips on this switch where she can go from like super dark to super light. You know what I mean? Like it's it's fucking fun to see, and like I, you can tell she's having a ton, like she's having a blast on set. Her and uh, Paul Bettany, man, like it's awesome. Like to see how well they're acting in this because they're actually very passionate about this, and they're good actors. At the end of the day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, uh, again, but like now, back to the episode General Thoughts, it was a good episode. Very good. I think
1: it's neck and neck with the second.
0: Yeah, I would agree. It's it's just so close. Like if I had to rank it, I I would put two above it. Uh, Nonetheless, it does a great job of sort of planting more seeds. We get to see more of Wanda's power and quote unquote control over what she has going on. You know, we start to see her powers uh, rung amok a little bit more as, you know, with due to her pregnancy, her accelerated pregnancy, which still raises a lot of questions. But we start to see her powers sort of lose control. We get to see a little bit more of uh, Gerald, or well, a lot more of Geraldine and a little bit more of Agnes, which is interesting. And things in Westview sort of start to reveal themselves. Or a, I don't want to say reveal because nothing is revealed. But hints are starting to be dropped to our main characters. Which I don't want to say until we get to spoilers, the spoiler section. But things in Westview are definitely beginning to unravel little by little. I expect a big reveal or big moment by the end of next episode. I'm calling it right now on this podcast, you know, timestamp this, this is, what is this, 21 minutes and four seconds into this episode. At the end of episode five, there will be a huge reveal, whether it be, you know, a name drop, whether uh, some part of the reality is told to one of our characters or something begins to break down. A big character I think appears. Maybe. I think we're on the cusp of our first major breadcrumb of information. I believe that that is going to be given to us by the end of next episode. Interesting. I don't know if you agree.
1: I I definitely see it coming. I think that they've been blowing like this balloon up as much as they can. And it's ready to pop and it's probably going to pop. Yeah. Like episode five. And if it doesn't pop episode five, it's going to pop episode six.
0: Yeah, I think episode 6 is going to be a big one. I think I think season I think episode 5 is going to start priming that, but I think season episode 6 or episode
1: 6 will probably be the beginning of the end. And that's when we'll start like getting answers and clues as to what is really going to fucking like happen and how we'll start to get a better understanding of how the show might end
0: agreed yeah uh do you have anything to say about this episode spoiler free before we jump into spoilers and really start you know talking about it um not really other than um yeah i
1: mean let's get into the spoilers because i don't want to give anything away by accident so let's just get into it
0: okay so spoiler section for wandavision episode three starting right now if you have not caught up on the episode And you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and and skip ahead. I'm going to try to put a timestamp down in the description below. There's nothing to skip ahead to. (laughs) You're just going to skip ahead to more spoilers. Yeah, true. (laughs) I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're watching already. Uh, But still, spoilers for WandaVision Episode 3 starting right now. They all die. One thing I want to bring up... Or do you want to go? No, I was just joking around. Go. Okay, so the first thing I want to bring up is... I think... my theory on the commercials is becoming true yeah like i think my theory is right wait what was the commercial for this episode this was the commercial with the bath soap okay so at least the way i interpreted it is wanda and pietro being brainwashed by hydra that's yeah. the way I interpreted it.
1: Yeah, and I, it kind of goes back to like I, I don't know if you saw people talking about it online on on Reddit. Um there was like it was kind of like a reference to Agents of Shield and a little thing that they did on that show. I don't know if it's intentional or you know, just one big mistake like yeah, uh, like they it was an intentional like, reference to it, but they kind of talk on that on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I don't really remember when they did that, because I watched most of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't really watch the last, like, two or three seasons, maybe. Um But, yeah, they talk about how Hydra has, like, this mind-controlling, you know, soap or whatever it is, and you know, I... I really? If, yeah, it's something like that. I'll have to find the actual post about it, but... You know, people think that it was a big, big, big like reference to Agents of Shield, which I don't even know if Agents of Shield actually takes place in the MCU. Um, It does. It does because I I I know yeah,
0: it's it's technically canon.
1: Yeah, because I I remember like Samuel Jackson appears appears in like a few episodes as Nick Fury, so I would assume that it did um i mean agent coulson is in the show as agent coulson yeah i mean you could just uh, like the, the thing what i was trying to say is like you know it could always be like a different universe but he's still agent coulson you know what i mean but whatever it doesn't matter i think that that for sure was probably a reference to it and if it is that's pretty huge and that'll probably be the first reference to agents of shield from another marvel property ever and so that's like for, for people that are huge fans of that show That's a big win. You know what I mean? Because there's... Dude, that show has like a diehard fan base.
0: Are you sure that's the first reference?
1: In I I don't want to say... Like, it's the first TV... Like, WandaVision's like the first technically TV show, but... Yeah. I kind of want to include WandaVision with the movie's properties. Like, you know, one of the bigger properties. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's the first... I'll find the post for you, but yeah. But that, I mean, that's definitely a great theory, um, you know, that being controlled by Hydra, because that just tells us that Hydra still has a, a chip in this game, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think Hydra is involved in, at least with what's going on in Westview. I definitely do think, like I said in, in the first episode, if you didn't listen to that one. I think all of these commercials during the sitcom episodes are references to Wanda's traumatic past and that's sort of what's leading to what I believe is Wanda. And what has so far been revealed that is, it's likely true is that Wanda is controlling what is going on in Westview, uh, you know, trying to escape the traumas you know of her life. Um, you know, starting with the Tony Stark bomb in the first episode. Or the Tony Stark toaster, which I believe is a reference to the bomb, and then the Strucker watch. Yeah. In the second episode, who Strucker is the person who, you know, did the experiments on her and Pietro, and then you know, the soap. Maybe I'm reaching, but if what you said is true, it doesn't look like I'm reaching. So, I mean, if we have what like three more commercials or whatever, I guess we can expect to see maybe references to pietro's death or uh, pietro and, and vision's death and then maybe uh, like i think i mentioned um from civil war uh, when she blew up the building in lagos and killed those people yeah i mean i think those would be interesting to see conveyed uh in the sort of sitcom commercial yeah absolutely so I, I mean i found that really interesting I think those commercials are are, are really fun. You know the way they sort of incorporate them into the episode. It's some of my favorite Uh, parts of the show. Yeah, agreed. It's
1: sort of. They're like I feel like they're trying to tell us something with it, and you have to like really like like it's funny because every time the the commercials pop up, I like lean forward and I'm like I need to dissect this this thing. And um, but yeah, like you just sit here trying to like scrutinize every little aspect of what they're throwing at you and I love that about it
0: yeah agreed um we definitely had a lot of interesting (laughs) reveals in this episode I mean we had our first mention of Pietro since what civil war maybe not even I think the
1: last time he was referenced was in the movie that he was in Age of Ultron? No oh, way. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure.
0: Seven years later. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we had our first Pietro name drop. Um, you know, we have what was it, Billy and Tommy? Yeah. Who were born, which are Wildest kids. Which I still don't know how the fuck she had kids, unless you know it's an illusion.
1: I don't even think it's an illusion. I think that if she is creating this reality then anything and anything is possible at this point so she could have impregnated herself and you know I think I think that they're for sure going to go move forward with wicked and speed cuz that is I mean that is them that's 100% them that's their names so ah,
0: but you th- that, but uh, like see that's something i hope they answer because the, the can she really impregnate herself if this is a reality
1: like that's that's what like it depends on how they explain it because if this is a reality that she has created everything, you know, by herself, like if, I don't want to say like if this is her like, on earth, you know, doing this like I want this to be like her own reality, like her own little mini universe for example, then yeah, I would say like it's probably possible because at that point she's like a god. She's pretty much the god of that reality, and she has the power to do it. Now, does she have that kind of power in the regular world? Probably not. But, I mean, I don't know. We don't really know the lengths of her strength and power, you know?
0: Yeah, that is true. Good point. No
1: one really knows how powerful the Scarlet Witch really is. We just know that she is.
0: That is true. I mean, that's going to be something interesting. Definitely something to keep an eye on as, you know, the series goes on is how... I mean, I'm assuming Wicked and Speed are going to be important, but to what length are they important? You know, I'm, I mean, wink, wink, my, nudge, nudge to Mephisto truthers out there.
1: Well, I'm thinking more... At, at least for... I don't know about the WandaVision plot line, like what significance they're going to have, but bigger picture, I think that they definitely wanted to... Introduce Wiccan and Speed, and this was probably the best way to do it. While having them, you know, grow up for say, like, in within three, four episodes. That way, the future Avengers movies, like, like I think the future Avengers movie will probably be a young Avengers movie, which is exciting. Yeah, I
0: don't think, I don't think we're gonna have another quote unquote regular Avengers film. Not at least not for a long time. I mean, I know, I know. Feige mentioned there's not going to be an Avengers film in Phase Four.
1: Yeah, and there's been an Avengers movie in every single phase. So, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually very down for that. I want them to, you know, I want it to be a little bit of a slow burn. Let them build it up, and you know, we'll eventually probably get a Young Avengers we can introduce Wiccan and Speed you know depending if they introduce Miles Morales by then that'd be cool if they can bring him in you know there's, the, the possibilities are endless when it comes to the Young Avengers but I now, do think I that wouldn't he, be
0: surprised continue continue. no I was
1: just gonna say I do think that Wiccan and Speed are going to be like you know the future of Marvel's characters
0: yeah I, I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see more of these big Avengers team ups Like movies, instead made into longer miniseries, sort of like how WandaVision is. I that really would not surprise me. Maybe save the really because I mean this world is getting so big now. Like, I mean, just off the top of my head, look at how many heroes we're introducing into the MCU. I mean, we have Moon Knight coming in, Miss Marvel, She Hulk, Wicked, and Speed. If you know what you're saying is correct. Uh, I know we have the Guardians who are might be leaving, but I'm assuming we're gonna have another space team.
1: Well, yeah, the, what what, the, what James Gunn I think has confirmed is that like Guardians, I think he said that like Guardians
0: three is gonna be the last Guardians.
1: No, well technically like with that team, but he said that I think he said like he already has plans for like a future Guardians installment, but it's gonna be like pretty much a brand new team. So maybe Adam Warlock. I mean, it sees him at the he end can- of Guardians too.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting, especially because you have so many unique characters coming into play. But I think, I mean, I don't know, maybe people said this, you know, back when Avengers 1 came out. But I really do think it may begin to get too big for a film. And I think Disney Plus gives them a wonderful opportunity to make these big arcs and big, um, you know, team up movies in a much longer and you know more you know it gives us more time to really be with these characters and sort of unravel the plot like yeah flesh out their characters
1: because like we don't really get enough of that like it took us a long time to really get you know comfortable with like thor you know what i mean like remember how like how much people didn't like him like when Avengers yeah, people 1 hated came out, Thor. they're like, dude, this guy. not so-
0: hated Thor, but he was like, he's he was was the worst Avenger. Yeah,
1: he was boring, and now everybody fucking loves Thor.
0: I would say right now he's probably the most, or maybe the second most popular character in, in Marvel right now. Yeah, Besides, you know, obviously not counting Iron Man and Captain America. Well, I'm like, not going to
1: count them because they're like, for as far as we know, they're not having a future in this franchise.
0: Yeah, I would say pretty much the only person I would rank above him is like Spider Man at this point
1: yeah so thor right. is definitely is like super loved so but the thing is like i said like we we needed time to to get to know him and obviously like it, it all goes comes down to writing and stuff at the end of the day like i think taika waititi did a great job with thor and um, he really
0: uh, did a great job revitalizing yeah the character.
1: and that really fucking helped but it took time man it took you know fucking like what almost 10 years like seven eight years to for us to like actually like you know once ragnarok came around i was like wow bro i fucking love thor and then infinity war came and everyone's like i fucking love this guy
0: yeah End i agree game, and then, i mean look how high people are for love and thunder
1: yes yeah, so, and you know today we tweeted out you know for those of you that follow us we tweeted out some new uh set photos with chris pratt chris hemsworth uh karen gillen and sean gunn all on really? set where can, where can i
0: find this tweet Oh,
1: if you just go on Twitter and you uh, search us at Inside Backlot, you will find our Twitter page with all kinds of great content.
0: Oh, wait. I'm looking at, at this Twitter page right now. There's a lot of really good content here. Yeah. Lots of really good and reliable news. I see some podcast links up here to your latest episode. This is a great page. I think I might follow this, this page.
1: Everybody should follow it. Agreed. We need to get verified.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Where's our blue checkmark? <laughs> can who can we get in contact with to get a blue check mark
1: also that said photo that we tweeted yeah. out which by the way blew up I just want to say we broke yeah. the news we were there we took the pictures
0: <laughs> yeah um, pretty much I mean Feige uh, and Taika sent me at least one of them
1: yeah we're in a group chat with them yeah but um dude Thor looks fucking awesome
0: it really does I'm He's, really really excited for he looks fucking ripped by the way so I'm
1: assuming oh Fat Thor is God. out of the picture
0: yeah he looks Jacked
1: dude, this is the, might be the biggest Chris Hemsworth has gotten for this role, and maybe I don't know, man. it might be for a reason. And, well, uh, I, know, I mean, yeah, okay. Well, the thing is, like in Thor 1 and in, in Avengers 1, he was very bulky, but for these, like for Ragnarok, Infinity War, and you know, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, for the newer ones, he's like slimmed down, like he's still maintaining that bulkiness that he has. But he's cut down on his fat and his, you know, body fat. And it's really starting to show, bro. Like, this guy looks like a fucking tank. And I love that because there's not many actors that can take on the role of Thor and bring it justice, like, just like body than this fucking guy does. So, kudos.
0: Agreed. Uh, Big shout out to Hemsworth, Uh, his uh large uh, chiseled body. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> so uh, back to Wandavision, a lot of really cool moments in this episode some of the cooler ones that we've seen so far uh, that moment where sort of vision looks like directly at the camera he's like i think there's something wrong here and then we just automatically cut back in time
1: yeah like, i think screen the, goes back for like a and millisecond but bo- yeah we cut before... back in time like nothing ever happened before in episodes one and two if you remember like it would cut back as if we were like rewinding a tape but now it's like happening like on the snap of a finger kind of thing so I wonder if it literally just
0: goes black and then cuts like and no reference to that at all
1: yeah and I'm wondering if maybe that's Scarlet Witch is you know getting stronger she's getting more of a grip on this reality that she's created there's a lot of different you know theories that we can come up with
0: yeah I think it just shows to i think it just goes to show how much control over everything she really has,
1: and she's a part of like she's actually there for you know every conversation even though when she's not present, it seems like
0: yeah, yeah I mean, um that part was really cool, obviously, you know the ending in which she sort of i guess. <laughs> like, propels Geraldine out of this world because she mentions Ultron, which is, again, the first time, I believe, uh, Ultron has been mentioned to Scarlet Witch since, maybe, since, I think, Civil War. I think they mentioned Civil War. Um, I think Hawkeye maybe mentions it to her vision, but, you know, we get an Ultron name drop, which I think was, was pretty big and revealing. And then Wanda, you know, sort of kicks Geraldine out, which... Uh, starts to show shades of Wanda's, you know, uh, villainy. You know, is she the villain of this story? And while I don't think she is the... I do think she is the quote-unquote main villain, but I do think there is some outside force who has some influence or sort of has their, you know, fingers in the pot, you know?
1: Absolutely.
0: I do think Wanda is... I mean, right now, she's she's pretty clear-cut villain. Like, she's pretty fucking bad. Yeah. So far. Like, you know, what she's doing, what we, what we believe she is doing to Vision and, you know, God knows who else in, in Westview. Because at this point, we don't really know what's going on with these people. They su- They do sort of... Agnes sort of says to Vision, which sort of is a catalyst to Vision starting to become suspicious. Uh, she sort of says, like, hey, we're not... And then... You know she stopped, or I think it's the other way around. I think uh, his neighbor says it, and Agnes stops him.
1: Yeah, like there there's. They were talking about something, or they wanted to tell Vision something that they
0: couldn't. And yeah, but she says she's like, we're not really, and then that's it, and the Vision's like, we're not really what, like, <laughs> yeah. But Wanda never, Wanda doesn't know that happened, so she doesn't know that Vision knows something's up.
1: I think that she has to, like, I think she definitely can be. Present in every conversation that she's not actually there in, but she has to, like, I don't want to say focus on it, but she has to be made aware of it. And I don't think she knows. I don't think that she knew that that that, that happened, that conversation happened, but I think that she has, like, the power to know that, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe. I'm just bringing up the fact that, you know, she didn't rewind time. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely. that, That
1: was like a glitch in the Matrix kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be really interesting moving forward, and that's going to be, I think, what really brings this uh, illusion, you know, down to its knees. I think Vision is definitely going to start poking around, maybe with Agnes, or maybe with—because, obviously, Agnes, and we can assume the rest of the quote-unquote characters in this, we can assume that they know something is up, too. Yeah, there's. You know, all is it just Agnes? Is it just the neighbor? I, I believe that you know there's more to it. So I still,
1: I still want to cling on my the Mephisto theory, um, especially the one with her being that with Mephisto being her husband. Um, oh yeah, I, I think so. I think I think there is. This, I think she she has a very fucking
0: big role in this, and we will see it very very shortly. You, I mean you can, you can yeah I, I think so uh, I do want to bring up like one character and one line in specific that I thought was pretty cool the doctor character who helps Wanda give birth to uh, Wiccan and Speed uh, he has a cool line at the end where Vision drops him back off at his house and he's like oh you could go on this vacation now and then the doctor goes he says something along the lines of oh you know how hard it is to leave town or something like that yeah and I thought that was a pretty cool little uh, foreshadowing there, you know.
1: Yeah, a definitely. cool little
0: a cool little br- crumb of information. However, I saw on I think Twitter after I watched the episode, uh, someone said something like, "Oh, I wish the doctor was played by James Spader," who, uh, for those of you who don't know, James Spader is the actor behind the voice and mannerisms of Ultron in Age of Ultron. And uh, I think that would have been pretty cool because while not a direct reference to Ultron and and people may not know it right away until he speaks, but it would definitely show Wanda's, you know, psyche sort of deteriorating and how her trauma is directly affecting her. Uh, When we have a character who, you know, obviously sounds and maybe drops subtle hints, oh, sorry, or maybe even mannerisms of Ultron, you know, I think that would be pretty cool. I, I I think that would be cool, but I don't think it would
1: make sense only because of what I know with episode four. And we can go, we can touch on this again when we discuss episode four. Um, but I don't think hmm. that it would make a lot of sense because I, yeah. Ultron at the end of the day isn't a human. He's a robot. I mean, yeah, but it would so, just be
0: a construct in this illusion. Like she, but, like her trauma is affecting her to make this character. Like you know, like. But he, I don't like, think
1: the thing is I don't think that anybody that's in this world at this point now is a made up character. I think I that... I disagree. I think that they are all real people in the real world. That she is like kind of getting control over. I mean, we've we, we kind of started seeing that with uh, Geraldine because you know geraldine touches her hand in the second episode and finally it's like something clicks and she's like oh i'm geraldine you know what i mean like before that we saw that she was maybe trying to figure out where she was and then obviously in this episode she brings up the ultron stuff because i think she's starting to snap out of it a little bit Mm -hmm. and i i'm just i'm starting to get the idea that every single person in this is somebody and not just like creation of hers
0: I disagree to a point I don't think everyone is a quote unquote real person I definitely do think there is some thing going on with two characters in specific whether it be you know agents of someone else or Wanda herself uh, which we'll talk about a little more in episode 4 which I think we should. is a, Now is a good time to start talking about episode four. Yeah, I think so too. So, WandaVision episode four, we're going to talk about it spoiler free for a little bit uh, before we dive into to more spoilers. So yeah, as much as we four, can because
1: it's a big episode.
0: Yeah, so episode four is a break from the normal WandaVision formula that we've gotten so far. You know, we're going away from. The sitcoms and setting of Westview, and we're now in the real world with Sword, and how they are dealing with what's going on with the town of Westview. This episode takes place, you know, concurrently with episodes one, two, and three, and obviously four. Well, no, one, two, and three. Um. So we sort of see how Sword reacts as time passes. You know what would have been in episode one, we're seeing what's going on outside of Westview. Yes. You know what's being broadcast, which they reveal uh, in in episode four, what's being broadcast to I don't know maybe the rest of the world or we don't know really how far these these broadcast uh, waves go. Um, but you know, sword is 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 watching over them. They send uh, Monica Rambo to go ahead and investigate along with Jimmy Woo, great character, by the way, and Darcy Lewis. So a lot of old and new faces. You know, Jimmy Woo, for those of you who don't know, he is the FBI agent in Ant-Man 2. Darcy Lewis is... Well, she was a political science major in Thor 1 and 2. However, now she has her doctorates, which is a cool little... I love that. Yeah, it was a cool little detail they added you know they showed how she
1: progressed i'm actually very happy that they brought her back
0: i I thought she was kind of annoying in thor but that wasn't really her fault
1: yeah i mean the thing is i don't i I don't really necessarily agree with just like writing off characters because they don't really serve a purpose like after the after that they've already been in a couple of installments in the franchise you get what i'm saying like she was mm-hmm. already like a big player in the first two Thor movies, so I'm I'm just happy to see that she has a place in the future of the
0: MCU going forward. Yeah, me too. So and I liked her a lot
1: more in this. My bad. I liked her a lot more in this than I did. Oh, before. I agree.
0: I agree. She she seems pretty cool so far. Yeah. Now, what I like about this this episode in particular, what I really liked about it, I thought at the beginning it was a little, it felt weird. I don't know if maybe because it was the jump from the sitcoms to the modern times but the acting felt uh, just felt a little off at the beginning not bad in what just. part exactly so the part where at the beginning um at the hospital where everyone uh, well we're not going to talk about it until we get the spoilers but the part at the beginning uh in the hospital with monica uh, i felt like they were, it just felt a little off her acting? Again, not her in general. Just or just, just like little, everything going on. Not everything going on. Her in particular, maybe like one or two lines here. It just felt a little like... I don't know. I don't know if it was just a, a departure from the other three episodes that maybe it was just sort of like a shock. Yeah, I might have just
1: thrown you off a little bit.
0: But I don't know. It just felt a little weird. But what I did really like about this episode is how all these uh, uh, ancillary characters sort of unite. And it really felt like... A comic book with all these characters interacting in a natural way you know and obviously you know this is a comic book movie (laughs) but I think this was one of the better times that Marvel has handled side characters from different you know films from all facets of, of Marvel sort of coming together I mean we have characters from Thor Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel—they're all coming together and interacting naturally, and seamlessly—and I thought that was really, really, really cool to see. And I thought it was handled really, really, really well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, everyone has their highlights in this episode. I believe. I uh, personally, Jimmy Woo is is still was my favorite in the episode. Yeah,
1: John Krasinski killed it.
0: Yeah, John. (laughs) Shout out to John Krasinski. I mean, he didn't get the role of Captain America, but at least he did get Jimmy Woo. (laughs) Yeah. So, I, I did really like that. I mean, obviously, the ending of the episode, I think, is the best ending of the series yet. And that, to me, it made it a good episode. It went from a good episode to a great one solely because of the last maybe minute and a half. I can see um, that. Yeah. Like I said, this is. I feel like this is the most quote-unquote accessible episode for more casual watchers. Yeah, I, I think it are. was a
1: necessary episode.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think we needed the break. Cuz even like even for, you know, fans like
1: us that are more in tune with what's happening and aware what's happening, like we don't necessarily need this kind of explanation at least right away, but I think that a lot of people needed this to kind of stay hooked into, you know, it, like to move forward with the project.
0: Mhm.
1: And um it's okay i could definitely like now that i think about it i could definitely see what you're saying about it like just being just good which it's still a really fucking good episode at the end of the day like the show everything that they've done is fantastic but yeah yeah, yeah it's course. definitely probably like if it's not the weakest it's the second weakest
0: i would agree I, yeah i I think it's better than the first episode
1: i would like buy a hair maybe
0: yeah, I mean, all the episodes are still They're like, all fucking great amazing. Episodes. Yeah, they're all great. Episodes. The first five minutes
1: of the first episode, I was hooked. I was like, I love this. This is perfect. Yeah,
0: absolutely. But again, this the ending of the episode really made it into a great episode of, of television for me. And again, we were really, really <clears throat> starting to see things unraveled. And I think they did a great job of furthering, establishing this universe, you know, the MCU, you know, with... The formal introduction of of S.W.O.R.D., which for those of you who don't know, S.W.O.R.D. is pretty much like the sister organization of S.H.I.E.L.D., but S.W.O.R.D. focuses more on extraterrestrial stuff. Yeah, but I, I, think, I think
1: with the MCU moving forward, I think it's going to be a little bit of like how we know S.W.O.R.D. in the comics, but also a little bit of S.H.I.E.L.D. since S.H.I.E.L.D. pretty much is like this is this disbanded now in the uh, marvel universe i think sword will take pl- it'll it'll be both what we know shield as and what we know sword as in the comics it'll it'll be like the birth of this new organization that oversees all of that not just one thing
0: oh that's a, that's a great point i forgot that shield uh has been disbanded since winter soldier
1: yeah and i think this this like well because we see like i said in the last episode um we see a brief thing of she of sword um, at the post-credit scene of Spider-Man 2, uh, where we see Nick Fury on a ship in space. That is for sure sword, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and, I think um, they even
0: I think they they show like a logo or insignia. Something.
1: Yeah, and uh, so we know that sword is obviously you know has is, is involved now. But I think like what going back to what I said, them being on Earth and doing Earth kind of things. I mean, we're seeing it right now. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing, you know, extraterrestrial about... Now, <laughs> I mean, there's, it's like... I don't know. There's there's so much at play, but I, I think that they're they're also focused on a lot of the Earth things going on, too. So it's gonna just... It, it'll be, you know, both what we know S.H.I.E.L.D. as and what we know Sword as.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing... Oh, one of the main uh, sort of points... That I, I, I sort of had to... So not took away from my enjoyment of the episode, but... One of the reasons I say that it went from a good to a great episode is... You can really tell... You know, going from the sitcom episodes and that sort of comedy to this real world one... You really can tell how sort of quippy it can be sometimes. Which... I think is fine. But... Not all of it really landed for me. I, I think Darcy was handled much better in this that she wasn't thor however she was in my opinion i found her a little too quippy and it it's just you know going from something that's genuinely funny in the first three episodes or moments of genuine humor like you know some of it even physical humor like in the third episode was with stuff with like the stork and stuff like that or and references to some of like the more old-timey sort of a uh, like style of humor and going to like the sort of, you know, quippy, witty, fast-paced jokes that Marvel sort of gets a bad reputation for was kind of disappointing. However, some of them still did land, uh, mostly from from Jimmy Woo, you know. Uh, I think he I think killed he had, it with the
1: figure. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think I think he had a, a a lot of really great moments, but some of some of it really just didn't click for me. I, will, I oh, I just I mean, one I just I... remembered another point in which some of the uh some of the acting like didn't really land for me was when that scene where monica well what'll we'll talk about that in spoilers okay
1: um one scene that that you know I didn't really find funny was the one where she was like not a flat t v or however she says it um I know that they were trying to that was like one of their little their little quips that they wanted us you know to laugh at I didn't really find it funny, but i mean it's marvel you know what i mean they're always gonna be adding these little jokes here and there as much as they can sprinkle in so i'm okay with it but like that was one that now that i think about it i didn't really find that funny i don't know if you find that one funny but
0: no that was one of the moments where i just i was kind of like oh we're back to this yeah i was like
1: oh god okay (laughs) yeah i mean but it uh, moves on uh, super quickly so like like literally three seconds later i'm already like forgotten about it
0: yeah yeah that is true but I I watched this episode three times now and every time that part comes up I'm like ugh
1: why? (laughs) I think about it too because like you would imagine that Darcy is like one of the smartest human beings on on earth and I just feel like there's a better way for her to say that (laughs) like
0: I don't know but I'm okay
1: with it it's Marvel it's It's, you know at the end of the day we gotta remember this is like a lot of stuff a lot of this stuff is for kids so I'm okay with that
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I've really said everything I could say without spoilers.
1: This is a hard episode to not bring up spoilers, so I I think we should just dive into it.
0: Yeah, so uh, we're running a little bit short on time here, so we'll talk about spoilers uh, for a couple of minutes. So, spoilers for WandaVision episode 4 starting right now. One of my favorite scenes in the episode, uh, maybe even the whole series, right, is how or the very like beginning of, of the episode, sort of how people were sort of snapped back. I love that. That was really, really good. Sort of the whole chaos behind, hey, what if half of the world just suddenly I mean, reappeared after being gone all, for five years?
1: Yeah, we all kind of speculated on it. Like, you know, you think about these things, like, you know, Hulk snaps his fingers, boom, everybody's back. And we're all like, oh, woo, like you know, all the superheroes are together. But I'm like, hold on, like, this fucking like changes everything.
0: Yeah. What about the people who who were snapped in the middle of a street, or like were uns who were snapped away during a plane ride, and they just reappeared again in the air? Like, Like, like,
1: imagine imagine you snap back into your you know wife's apartment, and now she has a new husband.
0: Yeah, like it's so many things.
1: Like, I'm interested. Like, I would, bro, I would actually be like super down for them to make like a mini series of like regular ass characters in this universe, like having to cope with how much their lives had changed because they got snapped.
0: Yeah. That, that's actually a great idea. Make it like a really mature yeah, sort it of like need to be look into insanely how it affected. them. Yeah, that's awesome. But it could
1: be like, you know, like how we see these people, like, like it just, it would give us a more of like a street level, like, th- this is, like, one thing that I feel like Daredevil and all these shows do well is, like, it gives you, like, a different perspective on mm-hmm. how the superhero world is. You, like, these characters that from the Netflix shows are very street uh, superheroes, meaning, like, they kind of just, you know, Daredevil is only in Hell's Kitchen, which is, you know, a small part of New York. Um... And, you know, we, we it's just how they deal with the smaller things. Like, all these superhero movies and shows, like, you know, Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and WandaVision are very broad and, 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 like, you know, end of world, like, the end of the world is at stakes. Like, I like to see the little things, and I feel like a show like that would be fucking awesome. And it would also, I feel like, get you more attached to this the universe. Yeah,
0: and the beginning of Far From Home, you know, sort of does this a little bit. But uh, more, it's definitely...
1: It's more comedic.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, you know, done differently. I think this is a much more realistic, you know, portrayal I mean, of it, and, and I really appreciated that.
1: I think... Um, I think what they did in Far From Home was fine. Like, they show like, a couple of kids get blipped back from, like, a, in the middle of a basketball game or something like that, or dodgeball mm-hmm. game. Um, a couple of kids screaming and shit because no one really knows what's going on. Like, that seems like a pretty you know, like, reasonable reaction for, like, a high school to react if something like, something like that happened.
0: Yeah. Um, but like, seeing, it definitely matches the tone of Spidey and those movies.
1: Yeah, and, and especially how high schoolers are. Um, but seeing how they did it in this episode, it definitely, you know, it makes you realize, like, dude, like, this is fucking huge, like, what happened. Like, they just brought half the planet back to life. Yeah. And now we have to realize, like, like, that's definitely going to have repercussions. Yeah, like, the hospital being, like, like not having capacity for for the patients that returned and, like, you know, like, Monica, like, flipping out, like, where's my mom? Like, these are, like, things that we don't realize, like, that can happen. And, like, it, it, you kind of feel for her for a minute when she's like, dude, like, you know, your mom died, like, three years ago. Like, we've, we, you know, we haven't heard from you in, in five years. You yeah, know what I mean? Like that definitely, like it hits home there.
0: Yeah, and I mean it definitely hits a little harder now. Uh, you know, with you know many hospitals across the country and across the world being full uh because of you know the pandemic.
1: Yeah, it's actually like super accurate.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that actually hits a, a little closer to home, and and it was surprisingly heartbreaking. Uh, you know, to see Monica, you know, hearing that Maria Rambo, for, for those of you who don't know, she's in Captain Marvel. Monica's mother, you know, survived the cancer just to pass away after an- another two years. Uh, I thought that was you know pretty, pretty dark, or not dark, but it, it was pretty heartbreaking for for a Marvel film like that. Or I'm actually, you show. know,
1: you know what this actually does is, like, I didn't really love Captain Marvel. Um, I definitely think it's one of the weaker Marvel movies, but it gets me okay. a little bit more excited for the second one to see how, um, you know, Captain Marvel reacts to this news or you know how they deal with this loss because that character was a big player in the in the first one so not having her at all in the second one i mean this we all know now that the second one takes place you know 2022 or whatever because mrs marvel is going to be in it mm-hmm. um so i'm definitely like a little more interested to see the how captain marvel 2 plays out now which i think is a great This goes back to, like, what Marvel does well, is they know how to get us excited for the future.
0: Yeah, and, well, uh, to excite you a little more, the writer for Captain Marvel 2 was the person who wrote Episode 3 of WandaVision.
1: Oh, that's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, so maybe get you a little more hype. Definitely has me a little more interested in uh, Captain Marvel 2.
1: Yeah, it, 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 there's a lot more promise for, like, you know, th- this, this second movie could actually turn out really fucking good and I'm really excited. Yeah,
0: hopefully they get, like, a Winter Soldier treatment, you know? So, yes. oh, and, and one thing before we move on, I really hate how they use the term the blip. I hate that. I feel like
1: Spider-Man, like, made, like, made it as a joke and now we have to, like, stick with it.
0: Uh, like, I hate that it's called the blip, man. Like, I would could rather have than have name. just
1: said the snap. Like, but they don't you know, know the Thanos snap, though. Well, I would like for them to know, like, you know... Or after the like disappearings a of or
0: something, you know? Like, the blip, like...
1: Yeah, the blip is terrible. I think, like... I mean, what would have been fine is, like, you know, after a couple of weeks, the Avengers, you know, they re- report something to the world. Like, hey, like, you know, we we've, we've fixed everything as much as we can. You know, they explained what happened. Thanos had an Infinity Gauntlet. It snapped, blah, 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 They don't really need to go... Look, we don't need to see all these details like play out. But I would like for them to know that it was a snap. And I feel like that would make it all more eerie because it's like, bro, like this guy with a snap of his fingers literally just destroyed our entire planet.
0: Yeah, good you know point. What I mean? Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, moving on from there. Uh, again, I thought I thought it was a great episode. Lots, lots of really cool moments. Personally, I think... I would love an episode or not even an episode. I would love a series that just follows uh, you know Woo, Jimmy Woo sort of like going around the country solving these sort of like smaller mysteries oh, kind of like yes. X-Files style. Yes. I would love that. That would actually be perfect. That that yeah, I mean I'm, I'm invested in in his character. I think he's funny. He's interesting. He finally learned his magic trick for the you who didn't catch it. That was the best it, part of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I spoke to some people who didn't catch that but you know he does that a little magic trick with his business card when he meets Monica and that's a reference to Eminem and the Wasp. Uh, Scott Lang does that same trick on Jimmy Woo and Jimmy Woo asks him he's like hey how do you do that like you know he's really interested in in, in Scott Lang's magic so it's good to see that
1: Well they show him like there's like know? a there's a scene I think towards the middle or end of the movie where it's like him on his computer and it's like the, the website that that um that uh, Scott Lang was on to learn how to Yeah <laughs> it's it's just these little callbacks, bro. Marvel actually does such a great job.
0: Yeah, so so that was pretty cool to see. Um, Pretty cool to see how, you know, to see a different perspective of things that we already saw. So a different perspective of what's happening during episode one of WandaVision from the outside looking in, you know, how it looks to people who don't know what's going on. You know, they do mention in this show that Westview has been sort of wiped from the minds of outsiders, like people who live in that area, uh, as evidenced by the police officers at the very beginning of the episode. It's like, hey, Westview doesn't exist, and where are you from? I'm from Eastview. And it's like, okay, something's going on. And then later on in the episode, it's revealed that the inhabitants of Westview um, are missing people. And obviously, well, we don't know if they know they're missing I think they know something is up and they're being like forced to be characters in this sitcom, but we learn that they are being kidnapped and we can assume that it is by Wanda given all the control she has over what's going on. We can assume that Wanda is kidnapping these people and either wiping their memories or making them, you know, like hardwiring them to play a specific part in this story. And then, as you can see, her influence, you know, extends outside of that. You know, we could see that she is making people forget about Westview and maybe even these people in general. We don't really know the extent to which, you know, she is manipulating the minds of people because obviously we know uh, the members of Sword know what is going on or have a general idea of what is going on. I want to so, know
1: why. Why Westview? Like, why not anywhere else in the world? Like, is there a bigger meaning as to why she chose this random, you know, city? And where is it? New Jersey or something?
0: Yeah, I think it's New Jersey.
1: Like, I wonder if there's a bigger reason as to why Westview was the one chosen for this, you know, world that she's creating.
0: No, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I am sure that we'll see it eventually maybe that's one of the things that's that's explained to us later why westview in particular if if there if there is any importance to it but it's definitely going to be interesting seeing some of these questions you know answered we see a little bit more uh, you know talking about how we see wanda's a little bit more of wanda's power uh we saw something i was not expecting to see in this episode uh, we got a little view of zombie vision
1: yeah that yeah. was actually a little um, scary
0: yeah, Vision looking off... Of, I know a lot of people who legitimately jumped when they showed Vision. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally sort of, like, you know, had a jump scare. I was not expecting that at all. I was not expect. I mean, you can tell when Vision walks in, you can tell he looks different.
1: Yeah, it's, like, dark and...
0: Yeah, but I thought I was like, oh, maybe it's just the lighting or whatever. Uh, but then in the back of my head for, like, a second, I was like, uh, you know, everything's done for a reason. Yeah and but then even then like it, like it didn't process enough and then it just sort of cuts to you know vision with a giant hole on his head mm-hmm. and you know looking devoid of color and it was pretty scary <laughs> to say the least so now that raises another question is wanda animating vision's dead body
1: that's what i want to think like
0: Wait, so, i think so too it's just pretty fucking dark
1: yeah, and I kind of want to go back for a second onto what I was saying earlier to you about these all being real people that are not creations of hers. I want I I think that vision is the only one that she truly is like, you know, puppeteering
0: yeah, I mean, she's definitely puppeteering Vision, but I do think this is, like... Because I know a lot of people thought that Vision in this was, a, like, a legitimate illusion. Like, he wasn't actually no, real. No, so he's for sure there. Now, is he yeah, alive? I, we don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I think Vision is dead. Like, like Darcy even says it in, in the beginning of the episode. Like, this guy is dead, not blipped. Like, he is dead. And I believe that Wanda is literally reanimating and literally puppeteering his body, which Ultron would hate, by the way. Yeah. There are no strings on me.
1: <laughs> um, wow, that's actually... Hmm. Whatever. That'll be something referenced in the future. Um, yeah. But I... Okay, now I want to ask you, like, do you think that she has the power to maybe bring back vision to life? You know, I, like, does... I mean, we found out in in, in Infinity War that he doesn't necessarily need... The soul stone to the mind stone the mind stone he doesn't yeah, necessarily the need that the mind stone to you know stay alive they were trying to remove it from his corpse while also keeping him the same and um i wonder if, if she has like some type of power to you know bring him back or maybe you know somebody does in the future like maybe shuri you know <laughs> pops up out of nowhere and is like yo let me finish what i started
0: I mean, I definitely do think uh, Vision was always sort of primed to be brought back, especially with how uh, it was sort of brought up in Infinity War. I do think Vision will return. Now, I don't think he should. I do prefer when characters who are sort of killed off, you know, stay killed off unless brought back, you know, in a satisfying way, in a way that makes sense, you know, in the world and, and the rules of the world. No, nah, like I would be pissed if they brought back Robert Downey Jr. for anything other than like Secret Wars or like see, like a big like. It has sort to be of,
1: something massive.
0: Yeah, although there are rumors that like his voice might be featured in Armor Wars, which is pretty interesting. Um, I mean, they're also
1: I, like like okay, so like another thing too is like I was very happy, which I'm a big Captain America fan. I was extremely satisfied with his send off, and now we're getting the little rumors here and there about chris evans possibly returning so now i wonder if he will be returning as captain america or if he'll be returning as like the captain hydra you know that thing that marvel did in the comics for a little bit um i mean dev- it's definitely
0: interesting definitely but I, like, I mean i would have like prefer- I
1: would, I preferred him to be ha- like I, I thought he had like the perfect send-off
0: now i wouldn't be opposed to him coming back as sort of like a wise old man. Like, sort of like, you know, when f- heroes are down bad and they have questions or need advice or need some uplifting, hey, let's go with like Captain America visit. But, the thing but about even that, then, it feels kind of like...
1: Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of a cop-out because, you know, in the back of my mind, I will always know, like, that the time-traveling technology that they created, I mean, that you know, that could be... This argument could be made for anything that they've done. But... We've seen Scott Lang go into the time travel device when they were trying to perfect it and come back younger. So they can always just go back to that and do that with Captain America, send the old guy in, and boom, young Captain America returns. Yeah, that's true. I never
0: thought of that. We don't know the repercussions of it, though.
1: We don't. But, I mean, like, that'll always be in the back of my mind. And, like, I don't know if I want that. Like, like part, part of me wants to do it because I love Captain America. I think him, Lady of the Avengers, is, like, just so fun to see and all that stuff. But, again, I, like, I, I thought he had the perfect send-off. I thought it was, like, perfectly written. Like, I, I think the Russo brothers, like, they know Captain America really well. And I thought that they, they, they executed that ending perfectly for him. Agreed. Agreed. I think I think for
0: both him and Iron Man. Yeah, agreed. So, sort just to sort of wrap up, uh, I really liked the ending of the episode. I think again, like I said, it's the strongest ending of the, of the series so far. That moment where Wanda tells Vision, "I have everything under control," I thought was incredibly it's like, like eerie. an incredibly written line of dialogue. Like yeah. it really
1: does say a lot, you know. It's it was like creepy when she said it and you're like oh my yeah, god like, it was what? a little
0: it was menacing
1: yeah like what the fuck is going on like what and then like, Vision like, what looks
0: like this? so like he looks worried and like it's like oh my god
1: now um, okay like so if Vision figures this out is he gonna realize that he's dead you know what I mean like there's so many questions that I have
0: I mean yeah I mean we have five more episodes
1: this is it's some good content man
0: yeah I mean we're about halfway so we still have five more episodes some longer ones hopefully it's um it's a sort yeah. of answer every you have
1: you know what honestly gets me mad is like like these episodes are super short and every time i start an episode i see the uh like the runtime of the uh, you know how long the episode is and i always remember like fucking a this show has like eight minutes of credits
0: yeah that, that's so ass
1: so i'll see like 35 minutes and i'm like let's fucking go and then i'm like wait that's like actually like 26 minutes
0: yeah it's so ass it's like whatever um. oh now I remember what I wanted to say so when you said that you think uh, these are all real people right yeah Um. did you notice that Dottie wasn't on the wall of people missing
1: I didn't notice that now did yeah. you pause it and like confirm like that that's true like I mean yeah you so it? the
0: first time I watched it so the first time I watched it, I actually kept my eye out. When I realized like, what it was doing, I kept my eye out for Agnes. Now, Agnes is on the wall. if Unless I looked wrong, Agnes is on the wall. I did not see Dottie or Ralph. And now Ralph, I mean, Dottie is a big enough character where she would have to be included on a wall like that you know we have people who have literally had like one or two lines and dottie was a pretty major player in episode 2 no i'm not pretty she was a, she was a major player in episode 2 um and i believe in episode 3 she's she's further mentioned so you know she's a big character um she's not on the missing persons wall hmm that definitely yeah. changes things a little bit yeah uh we did de- we definitely next time you rewatch it Keep an eye out on that because, um, I didn't, I didn't see it. Maybe I just, you know, maybe I did, maybe it is there and I just didn't see it, but I looked and, uh, I did not see Dottie. So, uh, what's going what, on there? I, I mean,
1: I don't know. Um, what I do know is, I don't know if you know this, the, um, Apparently episodes five and six leaked online.
0: Yeah, I, I heard about that. And I am, like, refusing to get that shit spoiled for me. Like I I'm muted the- a lot of, like, I muted a lot of, like, tags and words on Twitter, so uh, it wouldn't be spoiled.
1: Yeah, I, I and for those of you that listening that, you know, are like us and want of, you know, we want to experience this the way that, it, you know, it should be experienced, which is that weekly episodes and, you know, waiting... Uh, and anticipating what's going to happen um i definitely recommend you guys doing the same on twitter if you if you know if you feel the need to you know uh blocking these keywords out like wandavision and vision scarlet witch etc etc um i'm not really cool with like with things leaking like that i feel like it takes away from this like world building and and like i said like this anticipation thing that we're you know we're, we're constantly like waiting and i love that like you and i said it before like not everything needs to be binge watched so i'm definitely going to try to avoid that because i want to watch this the way it needs to be watched
0: yeah okay so uh, that wraps up our discussion on wandavision episode episodes three and four uh pretty good episodes great episodes uh definitely very interested to see where where things go and now uh john just a quick really like like side thing did you see a tweet earlier today it was like it was basically don Cheeto confirming that tony stark's death would be like a significant factor in armor wars no i didn't see that so apparently he said that and people were like people were like yeah no shit and another one was like, this just in archery to be an important part in Hawkeye series. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very crack, bro. The replies to that were so funny. Okay. Was, but like, my, it's like, I, it's like, I kind of
1: like don't want them to like beat the dead horse now. Like we we've got like, we've already seen home uh, or far from home. Like, you know, him grieving Tony's death. I don't want to see, too much more now. Obviously, Rhodey's his best friend. Um, I just yeah, like I said, I, I really don't. I really hope they don't beat this dead horse.
0: I mean, I'm fine with Tony Stark's legacy. Uh, you know, having an impact on some characters, just yeah. Not I mean, it could have MCU, an impact like, as a whole. whole. Yeah, I, I'm okay
1: with it having an impact, like going forward. You know, like them like naming a fucking the new Avengers Tower after him or something like that. Like whatever, that's cool. But i don't want to see for like three years of you know each character like god damn bro like rest in peace tony bro like he, <laughs> he really did it like he sacrificed himself like, I'm, I'm good man like i got it all like i got it in homecoming and i got it in far from home like the tony stark love so we don't yeah, need any more I, I love him already
0: that's true like armor wars i can understand especially you know because it is called armor wars and it revolves around you know iron man's armor after his death so I'm pretty cool like I understand that and I think that's really interesting especially now we uh because we know that Ironheart is in it and I believe the reason why I said uh there's wait is she that- in it or is she getting her own show I think she's getting her own show I think she's gonna be in Armor wars also mm that'd be cool uh, but either way there are rumors that uh Robert Downey jr might come back uh like as a voice actor um and the reason Maybe I said this will be is a because- new AI. Yeah, Ironheart's AI in the comic books is modeled after Tony Stark, so something to keep an eye out.
1: I could definitely see Robert Downey Jr. doing that, even though he was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Like, you know, they just need to bring him back in for like two days worth of like voice. Yeah, fuck it, just sessions. pay him, pay
0: him, but just give him like ten mil. Sit him in in the studio for like two days and just have him record all his lines. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, it, could I'll see, do I
1: could see him being game for that, like he fucking loves this character yeah plus it's <laughs> like, technically he,
0: not an appearance by yeah exactly tony, you know like
1: tony is dead iron man is done but you know if he wants to come back and do that i can definitely see him agreeing to that like it, it would actually be the perfect way to like stay on the marvel train you know
0: yeah agreeing. uh so yeah that's the end of the episode just wanted to uh to give a little bit of info out there so make sure you guys follow us on all social medias. Like we mentioned earlier. Posting a lot of cool stuff on Instagram and Twitter daily. Follow us on Twitter at Inside Backlot. And on Instagram at Inside The Backlot. Lots of cool behind the scenes. First looks. Uh, that sort of stuff on, on both. And both are mutual. I mean both are, are are. You know have their own different things going. So don't just follow one. And think you're going to get the same content. Because you're not. So go ahead and follow us on social media. If you haven't on you know wherever you get your podcast from, make sure to rate, leave a review. You know we would really, really, really appreciate that, help spread the word. And uh, thank you guys for listening.